We're in Simen Kuf Ayin Aleph. We're up to Sif Beis. Uh, this is the Halachis of Bizoyan Ochlin. Lo yeshev Odom al Kupa Malaya Te'enim Ugrogros. A person is not to sit on uh, on a Kupa is is a, a basket. It's talking about a basket that's flexible, in which you have figs or dried figs in. Aval Yoshev who al Eagle shall devela. But when they're pressed, you can sit on that because they're stiff and they don't get uh, they don't get all mushy. Oh, al kupa malaya kitnios, or even a basket and a flexible basket that is full of beans. Uh, we're talking about hard beans that do not get ruined. So the halach is it is also to sit on food in a way that the food is going to get ruined. But if the food doesn't get ruined, then there's no iser in sitting on it. Sif gimel. Mutter lechol daisa pirish hachita niklefes umavusheles cooked grain, say an oatmeal. Bepas b'mokam kaf. You're eating it using bread in place of a spoon. Now the machaber says v'hu sheyochal hapas achar kaf. That's only if you're going to eat the bread afterwards. Now, generally speaking, we learned that the rule was it is mutter to use food for anything that it's normal to use food for, any shimush adam that is normal, provided that the food is not going to get ruined. Now, over here, you're using the bread in place of a spoon. The problem with it is that no one else is going to want to eat that bread. The only way you can say that the bread is not going to be ruined is if the person who ate the the cereal is also going to eat the bread. That's why he says, V'husha yochal ha'pasacharkach. That's if you're going to eat the bread afterwards, so the bread is not going to go li'ibud. It's not going to get wasted. Vahamadaktikim. The Madaktikim explains the Mishnah Brura. These are people that feel that the whole idea of using bread as a spoon is a bizoyim. That means that you're using a piece of bread to replace a piece of wood. That's the way he phrases it. So what do they do? Ochlim b'chopam shemachlisim what they do is that every with every every breadful of uh, of cereal, they have a little bit of the bread. What does that accomplish? That makes it as if you're having a sandwich of bread and cereal. It's being malafis and sapas, and we're not we're not calling the bread a spoon. We're calling it a sandwich. Hagov anishim and apas also. And at the very end, whatever's left of the bread should also be eaten because you're not to waste it. Dalid. Uh, what they used to do is they used to pour wine out through pipes in front of the chosn and kala as a, a, uh, as a simen tov. And the Mishtabura says these pipes were special wooden pipes made for the occasion. These were not filthy pipes that were used during the year for something else. These are special pipes, so that's not a bizoyin. With the condition that after it comes out, so you made you made this uh, this sprinkler, this waterfall is coming down. Where is the water caught at the end in a keli? Um, what's the purpose? So that you can collect it and reuse the wine, so that the wine is not going to get wasted. Further, vizorkim lifnehem kloyos veegozim, toasted grain and nuts you throw in front of a chasten kala. Only Only when the floor is dry. But not in the winter when there's mud all over the floor. Because then they, they become mused, they become most, and they're not edible. But you would never do this with bread. What we're referring to is toasted grain as well as nuts in a shell. 
that will afterwards be reused. So what you have to do is make sure that even if they're falling on the ground, um, they'll be collected afterwards. But you do not allow it to fall in the mud because then it becomes moles. And uh, the Mishnah mentions that uh, that um, oh yeah let's let's go further. Machaber already talks about the fact that you'll have to collect it afterwards. Hazarkim chitim lefnei Those who throw wheat in front of the chasen tzarech lizar shlo yizruku ella b'makom naki. You have to throw it in a clean place. And then you go and have to sweep up the floor to collect them so people won't step on it. And the Mishnaburi here says that you have to collect it for use. Otherwise, it's still a bizarre ochlin. Otherwise, it's still aser. Kuf ayin base. Shachach vehichnis mashkin l'toch piv below bracha. Someone forgot and he he started drinking and there is now liquid in his mouth and he realized he hasn't made a bracha. Bolon bracha rishona. You swallow it and you don't make a bracha rishona on it. Now, why is this come right after the previous simon? We're dealing with the halachas of Bizoyan Ochlin. The case here is was that someone accidentally started drinking without a bracha. His mouth is full of the liquid. He hasn't swallowed it yet, so he has a choice. Um, there's no way he can make the bracha with the liquid in his mouth uh, because, uh, because he just can't physically. You can't push liquid to the side. So the only alternative then would be to spit it out. Because that is bizoyin ochlin, you're not mechuyiv to do that. You don't have to spit it out. The, uh, the Mishtabur brings down that if you have more of the same drink or you have more drink afterwards that you can, you can drink, and you don't really care about spitting this out, that you are allowed to. It is not considered wasting food since you're doing it in order to avoid being nana from olam without a bracha. So the only case according to, according to that would be, um, according to the Magen Avram, the only case where, you, where, where you're allowed to swallow it, where you don't have any other mashkin to make a bracha on anyway. Um, so all it means is that you're going to end up not drinking and that you're not mechuyiv to do. The Ramah Shita is that after you swallow it, you're allowed to make a bracha. That's the way he paskins. Rov Achronim argue with him and say that you cannot make a bracha retroactively um, unless you, you actually have something else to make a bracha on. You, you cannot. Now, um, the, uh, the, the Mishtabur brings a Levushe Srod that if your mouth isn't full, and it's possible to actually make a bracha with some of the liquid in your mouth, then do that. It means if you only have a little bit of liquid in your mouth and you could make the bracha, it may sound a bit funny, you're better off doing that than swallowing it without a bracha altogether. Sif Beis. Shochach v'hichnis ochlin l'toch below bracha. What if this wasn't a liquid, but you actually put food in your mouth without a bracha? Imudover sheno nimas in yuflatenu yuflatenu. If this is something that will not get spoiled when you take it out, that means after you remove it, you'll still be able to put it back in and eat it. So you should do that. Spit it out. And then make a bracha and then eat it. Whereas if it is something that would, would get spoiled, if you took it out of your mouth, it would be most, you wouldn't want to eat it. So the halacha is there. Move it to the side and make the bracha with the food in your mouth. Now, why is it that if it's something that you can spit out and make the bracha and then take in again, you're mechuyiv to do that? Why not just move it to the side? The answer is, lechatchila, it says, yimolei You're not supposed to say a bracha with something in your mouth. 
Therefore, if it's possible to remove it and then and then eat it afterwards, do that. If it's going to get ruined if you do that, so only there you're allowed to leave it in your mouth and make a bracha at the same time. Mr. Brewer brings an eshkol who writes um, that we learn out of Yimole Fisi Secha not only that you shouldn't have something else in your mouth, but that when you make a bracha, you should make it clearly. You're not to mumble a bracha. Brachas are to be made clearly, not mumbled.